Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MarTech Masters. Today, I have Pete Caputa. He is the CEO of Databox, and I'm very excited about this episode. Hey, Pete, how are you doing? Great, Gabe. Good to be here, as always. Love, love hanging out with uh, my, uh, my favorite Gabriel. <laughs> awesome. You might be the awesome. only Gabriel I know, but... <laughs> I still I enjoy it very much. Usually, when people only you know one Gabriel and I'm uh -huh. that person, I'm their favorite Gabriel. So, <laughs> so that worked out very well for us. Uh, so, uh, how are you doing, Pete? I know uh, you know these are these are crazy times. How's everything going? It's going okay. I think we're getting a little stir crazy here at home. Um, my son misses his friends for sure, but uh, as far as business goes, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. It was. Uh, rough rough in the beginning there for us um but i think uh start starting to see the light i think we're in a fortunate position where um companies are actually trying to get a handle on their on how their company is performance uh, performing and uh, we're in a good position to help them so um, i didn't sleep for a few weeks we certainly had our fair share of uh, bruises uh cancellations and our sales slowed down and all that but but um Look, look, looking positive so far, uh, going forward. So I believe a lot of people are going through that, and in the first yeah. weeks where all the uncertainty didn't help, and not that right. we know a lot more today, <laughs> but definitely we 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 are getting used to certain things, and we are adapting right. and 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 pivoting, and all those beautiful words that everybody's right. using to describe what we're going through, which yes. is craziness. But we're making the best and the most out of this. So uh, yeah. for anybody that don't know who you are, uh, we met you as, you know, the king of HubSpot and how you were running a lot of great things. But now you're running, uh, you're the CEO of Databox. Why don't you tell us a little bit of a, yeah. who you are and what Databox is? Yeah, no, as you know, we, we met when I was running the HubSpot partner program. You were early. Nixon, he was an, a pretty early partner there and a successful HubSpot partner. Uh, three years ago, I um, decided to strike it out on my own again and lead a company again. I did that. I had run a company right before I had joined HubSpot in 2007. So uh, I was kind of eager to prove myself um, that I could could run something. And so I ended up joining a really early stage company, Databox, uh, three and a half years ago now, um, roughly three and a half. And uh, and been running that ever since, and really enjoying myself working with a great team. Uh, we built the team up to uh, 46 people at this point. Uh, we're doing uh, right around three million in in annual revenue. A big portion of the team is in Central Europe. Um, the phone, the the, the co-founders are from there as well. Um, and uh, and so we at this point we have a. Uh, a semi-global team, uh, been operating remotely for a long time now, um, and uh, and really enjoying it. That's awesome. And and what can Databox do for companies and marketing? Uh, you know, people. You have marketing, sales, customer service, all kind of different teams using Databox. What yeah. does that Databox solve, and who does it solve yeah. it for? I say we're yeah we're a little broader than just Martech uh, marketing technology because we have integrations with. Uh, sales software and customer support software and finance software and then um, our customers can push data or pull in data from 
databases and spreadsheets and all this other stuff. So there's all kinds of things that people use uh, Databox for. We even have some people that have built dashboards um, to track, uh, you know, coronavirus kind of or COVID-19 uh, spread. Um, so uh, uses are all over the map. We do have a heavy focus on marketing applications. We've built a lot of integrations with uh, market marketing software. Uh, and as you know, we work heavily with marketing agencies. 40% of our customers are marketing agencies. Uh, so, um, so we're, we are heavily focused there, but, uh, the application basically connects to your data, um, in the cases of things like HubSpot and Google analytics and Wistia, um, and SEMrush or Ahrefs or Google search console or Google analytics or Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we have really tight integrations that we built so that users can basically go in and either just grab a full dashboard with a bunch of say Facebook ads data, or they can pick the metrics that they want from Facebook ads and build a custom dashboard uh, and choose their visualizations and things like that. Uh, so uh, once they build dashboards, they can also set goals. Uh, they can also have scorecards delivered by email or Slack. They can send the dashboards to themselves periodically uh, by email as well. Uh, but I think the most common use case is people using these dashboards either uh, in meetings when they're presenting them to clients or reviewing them as a team um, or sharing them as reports, uh, I'd say at the end of the month or something like that when uh, you're trying to demonstrate the results that you produced. And w one of my favorite um, features of, of, of Databox is the ability to put multiple sources on one place. You know, that's yes. that's usually the nightmare that we all go through, marketing people, salespeople, it doesn't matter. We have yeah. 20 tools, 10 tools, five tools. It doesn't matter. You always have multiple tools and understanding how they connect and, and, and actually how data uh, is working from multiple sources is, a, is an amazing way to make decisions and get insight from the data, not just That's reports, right. right? Yeah, yeah, see correlation. Like we use, uh, we use a lot of tools, as you might imagine, but we, uh, we use, um, say, Intercom for our chat tool. Um, uh, it's a website chat and, and chat inside our app. And that's how we provide actually um, customer support, both to our free users and our paid users. And then, uh, but we use HubSpot CRM for our customer relationship management system. And so I track the number of chats we're having. I also track the number of meetings we book. And it's really nice to see that correlation in one spot. That's perfect. That's perfect. So during these trying times, people are trying to identify places where they can save resources, uh, optimize and, and re-strategize, right? Th yeah. This is the moment to adapt and pivot. So how can, you know, tell me a little bit of what you have seen with your experience on what you're seeing on companies, what you have been doing. Uh, what are the best ways to, to do that? Well, it's hard to strategize. It's hard to pivot if you don't understand how each part of your business is performing right now. Um, and so, um, you know, different businesses are different. Uh, I know like for your business, you run a marketing agency compared to us, you have a smaller number of clients that pay you a whole lot more than our average client. Um, so, um, your metrics might be different than mine. Right. Um, but to use say data box as an example, since I know it real well, um, there's a whole slew of metrics that I have that are both measuring what my team does as well as the results that they produce. And I think a mistake that many companies often make is all they do is really measure the results that they're producing, but not the outputs, we like to call them, the work that we do, um, that the team does in order to achieve those results. And without understanding the correlation between 
the work that you're doing and the results that you're achieving, it's really hard to make decisions about what to do next. Um, I'd also say, you know, when you start, when you're good at measuring both your outputs, we like to call them the work you're doing, as well as the outcomes, your results, you can start to correlate the two. So you can start to see, and just using the example I just used a second ago, I can start to see the efficiency of my chat. So if we're if we're chatting with a lot of people and we book a lot of sales meetings as a result of it, that means that quality and the efficiency of that chat is really high. If that goes down, that means I got to dig in and see what what's going on. Is as for some reason my uh, my uh, chat team, my team that's doing the chat, not performing well. So I think that's a a, a necessary first step is make sure you're measuring what you're doing. In the case of marketing, maybe that's the amount of content that you're publishing, or maybe it's really leading indicators of where where are specific pieces of content ranking, or where which pages on your site are getting traffic and conversions, and looking at that on a historical basis to see what might have changed. Because ultimately, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna impact your sales. Uh, and so the first thing that I did in the middle of March is is started looking at all of my uh, all of my outputs, all the, the work my team was doing, the efficiency of that as well as any leading indicators, early indicators of success. So I obsessed over how many meetings my sales team was having, not how how many deals they were closing, right? Because I knew it, the week of March 16th and the week after that, you know, our typical customer, fortunately, is still working. It's a B2B company. Um, and they, but they all went from in the office to remote. And so I saw that our traffic dropped literally by half. And our sign-up volume dropped by half, so I knew, and I knew that people were not buying things that week. So obsessing over the results at that point would be futile. It's something you can't control. So, right. so you you can focus on what you can't control and make sure that that is happening. So in the future, those the outcome comes back, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I think in this scenario, you had we had to face reality that life was interrupted and work was going to be interrupted for a little while. And doesn't mean we should just take time off or, go, you know, stare at our screens and, and not know what to do. Just focus on the things that we could control. And, and how would you prioritize those efforts too? Because in, in, in a time of crisis, there's limited time and we're all working yeah. over time. We're all doing more and getting less and, and sometimes obsessing over the wrong things. Right. And yeah. so I, I love the idea of, obsessing over the, the things that you can control, the things that you can do. Now, how do you choose? Is it writing more blogs, creating more videos, having yeah. more meetings? How do you prioritize? Yeah. Um, one thing that another, another way we like to look at metrics is we look at quantity versus quality. Um, and we really shifted here towards quality away from quantity. And we're doing a whole slew of things across our business um, in, that, in that direction. But to give a simple example, um, we actually cut back on the volume of content, new content we were publishing, and we shifted our focus more towards optimizing that content for both, uh, really for conversions, but a little bit for, for search as well. Because what we saw is our search traffic went down. I'm not going to be able to control the number of people searching for our solution uh, during a pandemic, a global pandemic. What I can control is if they're searching for that solution, that I increase the chances of them actually signing up for our product. And so what we did is we greenlit a bunch of projects, new new activities, new processes around uh, around that converting more of our website visitors into signups. So a little early to tell how that's working. Um, we, some of it takes a little bit of time to 
to um, to get live. Um, like, but what we did do is we made a very conscious decision to cut our new content volume back by half um, and shift our time towards ex- starting that stuff. So, you also mentioned that you know most people are tracking uh, outcomes, and and usually that also happens too late, right? So, would you yeah. talk a little bit about that and and cadence and and when should we be checking? not only outcomes, but outputs. Right. Yeah. So another way to look at it is leading versus lagging indicators. Um, and so I'll give you a, a one that people don't like to talk about in my business, but um, in SaaS, uh, churn is actually a lagging indicator and it could be 30 days. It could be 90 days. It could be 365 days, but it's still a very lagging indicator. Um, and so um, what is a leading indicator of churn is cancellations. People actually going and clicking cancel. And even before that, of course, is product usage and things like that. Customer um, surveys, you know, if, there, if someone says that. Yes. I think for, for a service business, especially uh, knowing what your client satisfactions are and what their outlooks are um, in terms of their forecast and their business, that's a, that's a key thing. So for us, like our cancellation spiked, uh, went higher than, than ever uh, um, in the middle of March. Um, and then every week since then, it went down, uh, back down to, in fact, to the, till not last week, the week before it got back to normal. So we had a few weeks of that where it went way up and then came back down. And it's basically all of the customers who unfortunately weren't getting a lot of value out of DataBox, um, who also are dealing with um, their issues. And they basically said, hey, we need to cut back on the things. And we were the easy thing to cancel. Um, and so, and, you know, and I literally wrote an article on our wiki, internal wiki, saying this was going to happen because it's the same exact thing that happened in 2008 at HubSpot when uh, the global recession uh, kicked in. And so I think that's a very typical pattern for SaaS. Of course, every crisis is different, but um, it, so far that seems to be uh uh, very similar to my experience at HubSpot in 2008. Um, and so um, that leading indicator of cancellations gives me confidence in next month, right? So I know that I have two really good leading indicators. Um, one is that cancellation rate, which is back actually below normal. Um, and then uh, and then the number of new deals that I'm putting into my sales funnel, uh, which is leading indicator of my, of my sales. And that's a record. I actually published this information on our blog, uh, databox.com slash blog. Uh, there's an article there. How to we'll share um, it right here. Okay, cool. Yeah. How to, how to, um, how to predict your company performance in uncertain times. So, um, so I, sh- and I shared a lot of that data. If anyone wants to see exactly how we think about it. Thanks for doing that. And I know you, you've done that a lot open, you know, what you're doing, how you're tracking things. And that has helped a lot of businesses, including agencies like us and partners like, like us, where, where we understand, how you're tracking things. You're living the, the tracking every day and understanding what's going on every day. And that's, that's yeah. very refreshing to, to see people that, that drink their own Kool-Aid and they actually do what they need to do and what they tell everybody else to do. Uh, yeah. One of the things you mentioned in that great article that we're definitely sharing right here uh, is, uh, or maybe here, I don't know if it's gonna be in one or the other one. Uh, so the other thing you mentioned is, giving giving more to your customers so tell us mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that i think that everybody's yeah. kind of trying to do that but what does that look like for you guys yeah right it, it's hard like um you know certain businesses i think can give uh like zoom for example 
they're 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 doing great obviously and uh i think what they did is they either increased or removed the time limit on their free plan right so i was on a call i told my family like let's do a zoom and it was like the third or fourth zoom i'm like you guys send the zoom it's free just go sign up and we got to like 40 minutes 40 minutes i was hoping it was going to be over i'm just kidding i love talking to my family but anyways um and it's still going i'm like why is this still going and i guess i found out it's it's higher it was higher than 30 minutes or whatever it was it was funny i had a i had the same experience (laughs) and uh and they did it great in my opinion that was even better because at at 35 minutes it said your meeting is about to end in five minutes and then we all got a notification that said, your account has been upgraded to unlimited right. time. Exactly. I was like, yes. this That's is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I loved the product at that right. moment. They right. didn't even remove it. They kept it. But then they right. told you that you've been upgraded for free, <laughs> uh, which was awesome, right? That yes. kind of experience could definitely uh, make people right. love the, the tool. What, what have you done? In a completely yeah, so I don't have um, a we don't have a billion multi billion dollar market cap. Of and, course. Um, although um, uh, we have seen some uptick uptick in, in usage because of our product, I think is important in times like these. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't have millions of dollars in the bank either. We've largely been uh, running off of of cash flow. I've been profitable for the last year and a half, but barely profitable. So it's not like we have a lot in the bank. Uh, we, we have enough to, to, and we're managing it of course, but, but I can't just say, Hey, you know, here's a 90 day trial or, uh, um, you know, everybody gets a month off for free. Like I logged into Gusto, which is really low cost anyways, but Augusta, which is our HR management tool. And it basically just popped up a thing. It's like, would you like to not be charged this month? I'm like, sure. I'm not be charged this month. Um, we can't do that. Um, so, but we, we did. Um, you know, evaluate what can we do? Um, and we were doing a few things and it's more of a, I think of a, um, a fair trade than anything. Uh, one thing we're doing is we're about to launch, um, services, mostly just implementation services of our product. Um, we had done this a little bit before, um, but we just didn't really have the staff and, um, I probably wouldn't have done it this quarter. Uh, probably maybe do it next year or something like that. Because uh, it's not—I don't think it's the best long-term return on our dollars spent or our time spent. Um, but what we realized is, people, certain people just need more help with our product, uh, and so we're we're rolling out um, services. One thing that we just launched, um, and we're already getting a ridiculous amount of demand, is. Um, is uh, for custom integration. So um, basically, if you have a software product that we don't have a native integration for, we have tools we can use to build a custom integration relatively quickly for you if you're willing to invest in it. That said, I'm doing all these services at cost. I'm not trying to make money, and it's not our business model anyway, so, um, but um, we're doing these things at cost, and uh, that's one thing that we can do. Another thing that we did um, is, uh, you know, in we're about to roll out a bunch of major enhancements to the product, many of which will be provided to our existing customers at, at no cost. Um, and I, that's one thing we can do. Um, I will charge more for new customers for these things. And not every feature will, will roll into every every price point. But um, we will roll out a whole slew of new things for our existing customers. Uh, and so I'm not ready to roll those out. But what we did do is we, uh, for any customer that's willing to, pay quarterly or annually. 
um, or move to a quarterly or annually plan, uh, we we have increased the number of dashboards they're allowed to have on their current price point. So, and actually, when they move to quarterly or annual payments, we get they get um, ten or twenty percent off respectively as well. So, those are things that I can do. That one, I think, help us. Right? Um, if you use more data boards, you're going to have more usage. You're going to be more likely to stick around with us. There is additional cost for us, but but um, reasonable. And then um, you know, offering the discount uh, for people that are willing to to invest a little more. And even just with a quarterly, I think it's a pretty generous discount for a quarterly payment, especially given our price point is pretty low. Um, and so those are those are the kind of things we did. Like I said, I don't feel like I can be as generous as Zoom or Gusto or other companies. I know HubSpot did an amazing thing for their partners. I'm really proud of them for sending out or offering to send out commission checks for two quarters in advance, I think. And for some partners that have been around for a while, that is a that's maybe maybe as big a check as the pay, payroll protection um, program. So I know that was a big thing. And HubSpot obviously has a billion, literally a billion dollars in the bank and multi-billion dollar market cap. So um, they can afford to do that kind of stuff too. So. Yeah, different different companies at different levels yeah. can do different things. But I agree, everybody has to do more and give more and, and come up with probably new services or yes. different services. Uh, um, I know you've had experience with all kinds of different sizes of companies. You're running it a small medium team now you were in a huge company like hopspot before um and you built the whole uh partner program from scratch in hopspot uh with your experience over the years and your experience with different crises you mentioned you know the recession in 2006 2008 you we are living through through COVID right now what's your what's your experience first of all on that and do you have any kind of advice either business or personal advice for people that are listening to us on how to keep going and, and what are the things they need to do? Uh, I, going back to my original um, advice earlier on, I think focus on what you can control. Um, try to get as much visibility into your your work product, how much you're producing, your output, and the efficiency of your team. Um, don't uh, stress over short-term results, but stress over um, setting yourself up to do well. Um, when, when, uh, when maybe things return to a new normal or get to a new normal. Um, I think that that's really the focus and we've, we've done that. We've been doing that since, uh, crap hit the fan and, um, you are already starting to see the benefit. Like, you know, I would have never thought that, a, first of all, we don't usually sell to restaurants, but I would have never thought that a restaurant would sign up for data box, but as everything's moving online for them and they're doing takeout and they have multiple services. They might have a POS system, et cetera, where they're taking orders over the phone. Um, and maybe they have multiple locations, which is the case in this one. Um, they just, you know, as the owner who can't go into the, into the, into the building every day or each building every day, they need to see how things are going. And so, and of course with online advertising and marketing being the, probably the main driver for them at this point, measuring all of that as well. So I think, um, you know, focusing on what you can control, um, doing those things, and I, I think to some degree, opportunity finds you a little bit uh, if you hustle and and uh, and focus. And it's been it's been refreshing to see how DataBox is even helping people put together COVID nineteen graphics of their area. And 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 I agree. You know, we've talked about this before. I agree that um, that we need to test more and we need to be out there. And and the science is important. Uh, yeah. And and being able to track. Uh, understand where the cases are, where the deaths are, 
and then yeah. make decisions with that is is as important as as everything else. Yeah, for local businesses, that data is is um, is pretty important. Very important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Pete, for anything, everything that you you've done for us. You've been an amazing partner for us as as an as an agency from the Hopswood years. Now, as a as a DataBox partner, thank you for everything yeah. you do. You do amazing things with the partners. All the content that you put together. If you haven't. Uh, listen to uh, DataBox podcast. You should check it out. Uh, if you haven't checked their blog, they put together these amazing pieces of content that explain things, not just from their perspective, but they bring and aggregate 50, sometimes more than 50 experts in each specific area. And they put together all the data into one article. So it's amazing. You need to subscribe today to DataBox blog. And uh, anything else, Pete, that you want to share with, with your audience? No, I know you'll love this one. We actually, um, to our next podcast that we'll be publishing is um, J.D. Sherman, who's the chief operating officer at HubSpot. I, I, I knew J.D. and worked very closely with him for a number of years there. And uh, he's like the secret at Databox. You probably know, I'm sure you know about you know him and you know about him and you know the kind of stuff he does. But um, he's the guy that, that really runs the business. And so we asked him very similar questions that you asked me today. So... Um, I think if you enjoyed this, this, uh, this session that you'll we'll share it right here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Pete, thank you very much for everything, for an amazing partnership, for being here today. Thank you. And, uh, let's keep, let's keep going and stay safe. Okay. Yeah, you too. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. This episode of MarTech Masters was produced and edited by Nextiny Marketing. To watch the series, visit our website at nextinymarketing.com. Subscribe to our channel to keep up to date with the latest news from our friends and MarTech Masters.